She's Tori. And he's Nick. And this is I Want to Rewatch. An X-Files podcast. Episode 19. Shapes. So have you ever heard the story that if you were born on Christmas Day, you become a werewolf? Um, I have not heard that. Yeah, so that's, that's part of a werewolf legend that if you're born on Christmas Day, that that's what people who become werewolves is because they were born on Christmas Day. Because it's an affront to the Lord if you were born on Christmas Day. Oh, wow, that's weird. I've yeah. never heard that. Yeah, so my wife's sister, she's actually born on Christmas Eve, which is when our last episode actually aired, so we've had oh, Christmas wow. since then. But yeah, so she missed it by a day, so she's not a werewolf. Well, that's good. You know, having yeah. werewolves in the family, I feel like that could get kind of complicated. I mean, it could be kind of cool if it was like Teen Wolf or something, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. We, have were- we have some werewolves in this episode, I think. We do, yeah. This is a yeah. werewolf episode. Yeah. Werewolf. I don't know if you watch Mystery Science Theater, but they one of my favorite episodes is a movie called Werewolf, and it's just the worst movie. And they use like the werewolf is like an ape costume with like a mask and then also a bat puppet or something. <laughs> it goes back oh. and forth and it's awful. But okay. the Mystery Science Theater episode is hilarious. Highly recommend. There are some pronunciations of it as werewolf, actually. Yeah. Look into the I think it's more German. I think one of the actresses in the movie, too, is, like, German or something. And so she just is like, werewolf. Yeah, just because the root of the word from different cultures. But So, werewolves. Mm. Yep. This episode was written by Marilyn Osborne and directed by David Nutter. And this is the first episode of The X-Files that was written by a woman. Yay! And then this is David Nutter's third episode because he previously directed Ice And then he also directed Lazarus. Nice. This episode was filmed in Vancouver. And then actually the majority of it was filmed in Maple Ridge and Pitt Meadows, which is known as Border Town because there's like a cowboy film set built there. And that's what they use for the majority of shots in this episode. Awesome. The original air date of this episode was Friday, April 1st, 1994. And between... (laughs) Yeah, on April Fool's Day. (laughs) And between Miracle Man, which aired on March 18th, there was a rerun of Fire in the regular Friday slot on March 25th. And then on Tuesday, March 29th at 8 p.m., they did a rerun of Fallen Angel. Hmm. Cool. The viewership for Shapes, this episode, was 11.5 million in the United States, which, if I remember correctly, is just a little bit lower than the previous episode, Miracle Man, because I believe that was 11.6 million. But that was a week ago. I can't be expected to remember that kind of stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely not. So, episode summary. After a strange animal attack results in the shooting of a young indigenous man, Mulder and Scully arrive to investigate. The local sheriff thinks it's a pretty open and shut case. The white landowner who's in a legal dispute over property with the local tribe shot this guy because of the land dispute. But Mulder has an X-File that suggests there's a history of shapeshifters in the area, and he thinks that's what's behind this mysterious death. Mm, Maybe alien shapeshifters. Maybe. Alien werewolves. (laughs) I don't know. It could happen. Stranger things. It could happen. Yeah. It happened. Probably. They could be abducting werewolves to experiments, and then they made some crazy alien werewolf. 
Ooh, genetically altered alien werewolves. Yeah. All right. Be right back. I'm writing a sci-fi book. <laughs> so we open and there's a storm and there's lightning and we keep getting shots of like all these taxidermy animals like wolves and bears and owls. And there's a guy, we find out later his name is Jim Parker, and he's loading a shotgun, and he looks at his son, and we learn that his son's name is Lyle. I mean, we learn all this later, but I'm going to say it now instead of just saying, two dudes. <laughs> and there's, like I said, there's a storm outside, and then we find out this is Two Medicine Ranch in Browning, Montana. So they go out to the barn with flashlights and their shotguns, and they're looking around, and Lyle finds a dead cow. So... I guess cow, bull, I don't, it has horns. I don't know animals. Anyway, so then he hears something growl in the shadows and rah, it attacks him and it throws him around. And then Jim runs over the dad and he shoots the wild animal as he's attacking his son. And then his son falls to the ground and he runs over to check his son. And then he's unconscious. And then he looks back to where the animal was that he shot. And there's actually some naked dude there with a big old bleeding wound in his chest. And then theme song. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. Browning, Montana is a real city. I guess real town. It is in northwest Montana. It's about 40 miles from the Canadian border. It's barely over a quarter mile. It's like 0.28 quarter miles. So it's not a very large town. And it's got an almost unchanged population that has gone from about 900 to 1100 people over the course of like a century. Like since it was founded in 1885, it's gone. It's been like 900 people. The current population in the 2020 census, I believe, was like 1012 or something. Wow. So it's the only incorporated town in Browning which was originally called Browning Indian Agency. And it's the headquarters for the Blackfeet Indian Reservation. And again, it's the only incorporated town on that reservation. And it was named for the then Commissioner of Indian Affairs, D.M. Browning, which oh, is wow. kind of, in a way, kind of gross. That it yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fact that it was originally called Browning Indian Agency is kind of a clue there. Yeah. So, Yeah. So we get a bad werewolf mask in one shot in this opening. And then, yeah. Yeah, it's not amazing. Uh, no, it's definitely it's definitely rubbery, latexy looking. Yeah, they could have maybe let that out. I have to say, though, maybe it's just because, like, it's like the sun and he's wearing, like, a puffy jacket. But I was really getting, like, an American werewolf in London vibe from this which kind of made me be like, no, let's not rip off another movie. Not do that. <laughs> so I don't know if that's what's going to happen. But yeah, it was just getting that vibe because like, I think uh, David Naughton wears like, he's not wearing a jacket, but he wears like the puffy vest, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, that's a style. So. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen an American werewolf in London. Oh. There's a lot of movies that like, I either, I don't think I ever saw it. I mean, maybe I did. I don't know. I used to watch movies like on TV when they yeah. would like come on TV. And so maybe I caught it at some point. Yeah. The, um, the shots we get of some of the makeup effects in this later, in the episode are also very reminiscent of American Werewolf from London. So, okay. Yeah. But anyway. So after the opening song, we cut to Mulder. Opening song. Opening theme song. Expires, expires, you know, whatever, whatever it's called. The, the musical sequence that plays. <laughs> whatever that, with Mark Snow's beautiful music. 
Okay. I don't know. I, don't think I, don't... Of, I just think of songs. That have, I think of song when I hear song, I think words and so. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's the opening, whatever theme song opening. Opening theme. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, so that plays, and then Mulder and Scully are interviewing Jim. So this is the man who shot the creature and/or mm-hmm. person. And Jim's like, "Hey, I'm not a killer. I'm just tired of my cattle being slaughtered." And Mulder asks about like what or whom might be responsible for the cattle killings and the attack on his son. And Jim Parker's lawyer is there and he says he's not really free to talk about his pending trial against the local Trago tribes reservation. The man he killed, Joseph Goodensnake, was a member of the local tribe. And so the tribe thinks the murder was retaliation for this property dispute that they're having because Jim's ranch like backs up to their land basically. And so he's trying to claim more land we don't get a ton of details on the dispute but yeah we don't know what's going i mean given history he probably is like infringing on their land oh 100 yeah. percent. but yeah. anyway he's in court he's trying to like you know, there's a legal dispute going on about it so jim is like hey look at my son's wounds they don't look like they came from a human and he's like i saw red eyes i saw fangs i didn't think i was shooting at a human being i thought i was shooting at like something that was like a cougar or something that was attacking my son and, you know, if it, it was this kid who was killing the cattle, then he's sorry he's dead. But at least that's the end of that. So, yep. problem I'm tired solved. of my cattle getting killed. You know, so he's, yeah. he's obviously a great person. Very, very sympathetic. Yeah. The actor who plays Jim Parker, the father, the, his voice does not match what I was expecting. Like, especially like from the opening scenes when they're getting ready with their shotguns and stuff. I expected kind of more like Sam Elliott, I guess, maybe because the mustache and stuff. I don't know. But it's just, yeah. Not that he's like, like a weird voice, like he's all high pitched or anything. It's just not what I was expecting. Right. I was expecting that stereotype of like cowboy <laughs> voice. So, yeah. His son is also very soft spoken. He is. Yeah. Yeah. For being like a, like a cattle son kind of with you know for being out people in who wild. live in a house full of like dead animals and who yeah. are fighting with the local I mean, tribe you know, on hey, the land you, could, you know <laughs> that's that's how people work sometimes yep so yep so Mulder and scully leave and lyle the son he walks out with them and he says like you know for outsiders he knows that like his dad's story isn't going to like sound like it makes sense and it's probably not going to go over well in court and there are parts of it even lyle kind of doesn't understand because like he doesn't know what happened that night but he says that you know since they've been hearing this noise and they've been having the problem with the animals being killed like they haven't seen any signs of like mountain lions or other wild animals out that they would normally maybe possibly see and like almost like all the other animals are being quiet and that sometimes he can feel like something's watching him from the trees. And he says something that's not human is watching him from the trees. And it gives him the creeps. And then Scully's kind of like, the creeps? And he's like, yeah, the creeps. Haven't you felt the creeps, Agent Scully? <laughs> anyway, she like picks at him for saying the creeps. Like, it's so weird to say the creeps. I don't know. But yeah, she thought it was strange. So. And she should be familiar with that because I feel like she's always being watched or attacked or something. Yeah, well, that's what I thought was going to happen because she does kind of, we'll get into this later, but when he says that, he's like, haven't you ever felt the creeps, Agent Scully? And she kind of gets a little look on her face. Like, you're expecting her and Mulder to kind of be like, mm, like, you know, give each other the eyeball yeah. when she says that. But like, that kind of doesn't happen, but we'll talk about that a little bit later too, or at least I will. So, <laughs> yeah. So then kind of near the barn, Mulder and Scully go over the crime scene where Good and Snake was shot. 
And from the distance that Jim shot the victim, it's like, Scully says it's pretty much impossible that he could have mistaken a human being for an animal. And then Scully's like, hey, Mulder, why did you even volunteer for this case? Like, this is not our thing. Usually you're chasing around, like, men in black and UFOs. And Mulder spots a footprint that looks sort of like a canine footprint in the mud. Like, and there's, like, human footprints, and then there's this weird, like, dog-like not dog but like just you know strange footprint and as they leave scully's like look there is nothing unexplainable here this white dude shot this guy because he thought he was killing his cattle maybe he was killing his cattle there's this property dispute we're good and then Mulder holds up what looks like i guess it's like a it's supposed to be like people skin but it looks kind of like he kind of describes a snake skin and in the car they get back in the car and she thinks that jim Parker obviously killed Good and Snake because of the dispute. But they don't seem like the type to skin a body, so she doesn't quite know what's going on. Yeah, so they're going to go check out the body to see if it's missing skin or something. Yeah, and the skin looks like wet paper. Like, it does not look... It does, yeah. I didn't... When he first held it up, I didn't actually realize it was skin. No, me neither. I, I thought it was, like, some really thin, like, rubber or silicone cast he had made of the footprint, possibly. Yeah, that makes more sense. Cause I, but, I mean, it would be it useless was. if it was that thin, because you would be able to make a <laughs> cast of it. But, yeah, I just thought, yeah, that's what I thought it was. And then it was, like, skin. I do wonder, though, because I guess the, the whole snake skin thing, the guy's name was Gooden Snake. It's like, are you, like, are they doing that? It's like, if I so, like, oh, I don't God. think that's what it is. I think it's supposed to be because, like, when he transforms, like, one layer of like because later we'll see like the skin kind of gets yeah we'll get into the skin stuff but it's so weird and this whoever was in the prop department for this i'm sorry i don't know what like specifications you were given but it just doesn't and to be fair i don't know what a layer of human skin looks like when it's i would imagine (laughs) i mean i would imagine it's thicker than that like i don't imagine it's like super translucent you can see through it yeah so i don't know like i've seen i've seen pig skin yeah, and like that's like you know, like a layer of, like, kind of it's it's meat, right? It's a layer of meat. It's not like snake snake skin. Yeah, and even so. if it's just a thin layer. Like I know when you have like dry skin that flakes off, that's what it looks like, and it's just too thin to be like a whole layer of epidermis. So it was just weird. Yeah, like if you peeled off a whole like sunburn at once. Yeah. yeah. Now this is getting gross, and I'm sorry. I hope you're not eating while you listen to this. Okay. sorry i'm not but if other people are well, no i mean just, like when, when people are listening later sometimes i eat dinner while i listen to podcasts and i talk back to the listen to a lot of like murder podcasts too yeah sometimes i can't yeah it depends on what the topic is yeah i don't say like Mulder's the only person who finds those footprints they're like 20 feet from the body and there's like there's like human prints and they turn into like giant animal prints and like no one else sees them scully doesn't see them no one else sees these prints except for Mulder. and then he doesn't even get a cast of him what the hell Mulder? no photos no cast <laughs> we just found out he found some dead skin also uh yeah okay he has magic evidence finding ability he sees stuff nobody else does i guess yeah probably picked it up without gloves i'm sure so <laughs> probably yeah oh Mulder. so Mulder and scully are driving up and we find out they're driving on to the trago indian reservation in northwest montana and they go into a bar and they tell the bartender they're looking for sheriff charlie tuscany and one of the men well first like they just people are ignoring him and they're like hey fbi get out of here 
And then one of the men way in the back corner, um, his name is Ish. He's an older, so he'd be like an elder, right? Because we need to make sure we're getting those those stereotypes in here now. So his name is Ish, and he says he was at Wounded Knee in 73, 1973. And what he learned about the FBI is that the FBI don't believe in them, and so they don't believe in the FBI. Mulder gets in a nice, I want to believe. <laughs> and then he gets right to the point that he's looking for something that can make wolf tracks with one step and human tracks with another. And then Ish says that Jim Parker shot what Mulder was looking for. And then there's a woman who's been playing pool and was giving like dirty eyes to people. And she throws down her pool stick and she says what Parker shot wasn't an animal. It was her brother. And it's not funny how the FBI always show up when they want something. But as soon as the Trago reservation needs help, they're nowhere to be found. So she storms off and then Sheriff Tuscany is standing there. So he kind of sees that little altercation and he tells them that he has good snakes body at his office and they can come with him so they can examine the body. Yeah. So, so wounded knee was in 1973 as ish stated. It was a 71-day occupation of Wounded Knee, South Dakota, by 200 Agala Lakota and members of AIM, which is the American Indian Movement. You'll sometimes see references to members of the Sioux Nation as having been the occupiers, and 300 Sioux were massacred at Wounded Knee in 1890, which is one reason why the occupation happened at Wounded Knee. But, like, I don't understand enough to know the distinction between names, However, it does seem to appear that if you look at older sources, they tend to use the name Sioux, where if you look at more recent sources, they seem to have transitioned to Ogala Sioux, and then like very recent information uses Ogala Lakota. So I don't know if that's like, you know, using the proper name as opposed to like, you know, the white name or just people mixing, you know, nations up or what have you. So yeah. I don't know the distinction between that, but more than likely, I think it's probably like, you know, they were just kind of, as they're going to be doing in this episode, just like lumping people together. Yeah. Which, I mean, Ish technically could have been part of AIM, but I'm going to guess it's probably more likely that non-Indigenous writers of this episode are just simply lumping like all Native Americans together, which is going to happen later in the episode, too. Yeah. So. It's kind of just like a smorgasbord of like Indigenous stereotypes, like throughout. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of pull from other tv and movies probably more than reality yeah <laughs> i mean i have some ch i'm i'm part cherokee but i don't even know a lot of that stuff so i i definitely can't speak about like what names should be used for what peoples so. yeah i i do not have a good knowledge of that which is unfortunate i feel like our history classes should go more into that stuff and instead of just starting when like the colonizers arrive but unfortunately that's not what happened when i was in high school so yeah my knowledge is lacking which means I should seek it out. I'm not saying that I'm like <laughs> exempt from knowing. I'm just saying that it would be nice if that was like core knowledge that was. Oh, no one told me. I guess I have to be ignorant. <laughs> yeah. So I just wish it was part of the curriculum. Yeah. So at the sheriff's office, two men are standing out front in white makeup and they have like feathers in their hair and their, their hair is berated. And we learn their names are Bill and Tom because like Tuscany's like, hey, Bill and Tom, stop locking the door, let us through, kind of. And inside, Mulder's like, who were those guys? And Tuscany's like, they're guardians of the dead. And then he makes a point to say, like, he keeps ancient beliefs out of his office, which, I, I mean, you can have your beliefs. It doesn't hurt anything. 
but the body is in the back office. And then Tuscany tells them Parker is probably claiming it was his idea to settle the land dispute in court. But actually, Joe Goodensnake and his sister filed the suit. So it wasn't like Parker's trying to deal with it. It's like he got sued by them for taking their land. Mulder, so they go into the office where the body is and Mulder pulls the sheet off the body and Scully notes that there's like scar tissue on his shoulders. He does have what looks like a pretty vicious like animal scratch across his shoulder, like down his shoulder and across like his chest blade, I guess. I don't know. Chest blade. Yeah, saying scratch is kind of understating it. He's yeah, got like, it, yeah. It looks like his some, skin was gouged by like yeah, a claw is what it yeah, looks like. A giant claw. And the shotgun wound indicates point blank rage, which is also what they already talked about. So the shot had to come from like less than three feet away. And then Mulder bends down and like pulls his lips up, at which I don't know why he's touching a corpse. Like you point out, yeah, he's not wearing with, gloves. Yeah, no gloves, Mulder. At it again. Yep. Yeah. Um, but he pulls the, the lips up and he notices that like his incisors are like these giant, unnaturally sized fangs. Yeah. So, I mean, which I guess as big as those things are, when he pulls his lips back, you would probably be able to tell there was something going on with his mouth because like his yeah. lips would be distorted It'd probably from be... those underneath it. Yeah. Or like sticking out a little. So I'm sure he had a reason to pull up his lips. He wasn't just messing with the corpse for fun, but like, <laughs> you're right that he could throw on gloves first or like say, Hey, come look at this. But yeah. Know. But yeah. He's like, <laughs> Oh, we need to check. We probably ought to like check his dental record. And then we see these like gigantic, like, animal teeth sticking in the dude's mouth yeah. yeah so then we cut to a scene and Mulder's holding up the dental records to a lamp the x-rays right of his teeth and they're like normal sized teeth and scully says well you know they probably mixed these up he's probably aren't the right ones he's like no look right there one of you know one of his front teeth has got a chip in it and that totally matches the teeth here we just got like these giant canines sticking out in front and so then scully's like well sometimes calcium excesses can lead to teeth growing later in life and i'm just like oh stop 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 scully (laughs) yeah calcium excesses are gonna make like perfectly formed gigantic canines only okay yeah Yeah. i mean i eat a lot of cheese and that's never happened to me so (laughs) like oh i mean like that would be like you'd have like weird like you know like your it's like when you get like bone spurs or something it's not gonna make magically like super long teeth you're gonna have like misshapen stuff in your mouth right but yeah she's just trying to explain it any way she can oh my god so the sheriff points out that it explains what jim parker saw that maybe that same thing attacked joe and and scully's like well no these are like these are old wounds so that wasn't something that happened and so but he's like well the teeth though if he saw a mountain lion attacking then like the light could have caught those big teeth because now everyone's just like oh he's got big teeth okay cool (laughs) (laughs) so the flashlight like glinted off his gigantic teeth so he thought it was an animal (laughs) oh my god i'm sorry i can't keep a straight face because this this is so ridiculous it is anyway (laughs) what he's saying what he's saying is like he expected to see a lion his flashlight you know he hit those teeth and he saw like giant fangs so he assumed animal then he yeah but like everyone's just like oh it's like joe's just got giant teeth (laughs) and it's they're like bigger than vampire fangs like they're huge yeah Uh, i'm sorry this just got me in uh in a state here yeah and so the molder's like okay so if he's got messed up teeth 
then maybe he's got like messed up insides too. Like there's other abnormalities. And so can we do an autopsy to find out? And the sheriff is like, no, like we, we, we can't do that. And Scully's like, well, I'm a doctor. I'm totally qualified to do it. And he's like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so no, it's not going to happen because like we have beliefs. And if you desecrate the body, then the spirit's going to be unsettled. And like, you can do what you want and then leave, but I've got to stay here. So if you want to go to your higher power to get permission, that's fine. But the funeral's tonight, and it's going to be, Mulder had mentioned that it's like going to be a cremation. And then after that, the evidence is going to be gone. Are you cool getting rid of evidence? And he's like, I've got to stay here and answer these people. So you guys can do what you want, but nothing's happened into this body as long as I'm here. Right. So. They would have to get some kind of like court order. And then by the time they did that, the body would be gone anyway. So there's pretty yep. much no way they can do it. Yeah. And my thought was like, well, can we do some x-rays? But like, they probably don't have like medical facilities proper there, like on the reservation anyway. So yeah, they'd probably have to take it somewhere else. And yeah, which is not going to happen. So So then we cut to like, they're setting up the funeral and the body's like wrapped in a sheet and it's on top of this like wooden pyre. And there's like a shaman circling around with the feather headdress and like, we've got a wolf headdress. Yeah, and it's um he's it's got, got feathers too, I think, but yeah, he's got like a wolf head. Oh so. yeah. I think there were feathers yeah. too, but Yeah, I think been. there were, but and we want to got... get we want to get all of the stereotypes. Oh yeah, you gotta make sure you hit all of them because you know. <laughs> and so he's like walking around, like he's got um, I forget what it's called, where you're like lighting stuff and like kind of shaking it around to like cleanse the air. What mm-hmm. there's a word for that and now I can't remember it. Yeah. But anyway, he's doing that. And so then we cut to the car. Mulder and Scully are like parked near there, kind of watching this go on. And Scully's again like, why did you jump on this case? And Mulder (laughs) pulls out an X-File. And it turns out this is the very first X-File ever opened. It was opened by J. Edgar Hoover himself. And I guess seven people were killed in the Northwest. And they were killed as if they were mauled by animals. But they were all inside their own homes, sometimes with the door shut like they had let their killer in. So it's not like they were out in the woods to get mauled, like they were at home. And in 1946, police cornered what they believed to be the animal responsible and shot it. But when they went to retrieve the body, it was actually a man. And similar series of murders have happened about every eight years, so at regular intervals since. And Mulder shows Scully a drawing of a wolf attacking a woman, which looks really kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's apparently from Lewis and Clark, but it looks like like an ancient like woodcut or something from yeah. like, Germany or something. But yeah, and like he says that Lewis and Clark described native men who could transform into wolves, and Scully says that he's describing lycanthropy, which is a disorder where someone thinks they can turn into a wolf, but obviously no one can transform into an animal. That's ridiculous. And regardless, even if Good and Snake could. Parker shot him, and he's about to be cremated. So it's over. End of mystery. And Mulder's like, let's hope so. Dun, dun, yeah. dun. <laughs> so, yeah, we know what the first X-File was now. It was- yeah, and it's looking pretty rough, I have to say. It's definitely looking some ancient X-File action. Um, it's like Jagger who dropped it in the bathtub at one point or something and had to like dry it out because it's all wrinkly and everything. Well, you know how paper gets yellow, especially like the old typewriter paper. Like that's the thing that hold up very well. So this scene also does the same thing that happens like in every part of this episode, especially like in the beginning. Like the Mulder and Scully vibe is really weird in this episode. Yeah, I can see that. It's a little... 
I feel like once again, Scully's being used as the I'm here to ask the questions and get the so that Mulder can like give the exposition, which I feel like always puts them in a weird dynamic because Scully's obviously pretty smart and doesn't necessarily need to be asking. I mean, but that why are you doing this questions are fine. It's just, you know, it is a little yeah. weird. It feels a little yeah. off. And just seems like their like their interactions, like that scene where like he's like Cavender felt the creep Scully. And like like especially because like David Duchovny and Jillian Anderson have been doing this character for a while. Like even if it's not written that way, you think they would be like, Oh, you know what? Our character would kind of give each other like the eye or, or she would do something. And it's like, it just seems like that's not in this episode. So whether that's a direction thing or it's just writing or what, it just seems like there's like something's off. I don't know what it is, but it's weird. Cause Nutter directed ice and ice. They had a really great dynamics. So. Exactly. And that's what I was thinking about. That's why I wanted to make sure that people knew like in the beginning that he directed ice and then also Lazarus, like Lazarus, they, I mean, I think a lot of the inner, like we talked about in Lazarus, the original intent was that it was going to be Mulder who was possessed. Uh-huh. And so that was why like Scully had a lot of that emotional depth and they had to transfer it to, you know, what's his face. Because again, they're, they're getting that, but you know, that the two characters interacting kind of business. And yet this one, there's just like, it's like, like they never work together almost. It seems, it seems weird. It is a little, it's a little stiff between them. And I wonder if it's just because it's a new writer coming in and just, yeah. Maybe just, didn't but, I guess, get the but like I said, it seems weird. Cause you think even that the actors would be like, Hey, you know, they would probably do that. I don't know how much freedom they have to do that back then. So, yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. So finally, it's it's nighttime now. So they've been there for a little bit. It was pretty much solid daytime when they were doing stuff around this funeral pyre and, and Mulder and Scully were in the car. But now it's nighttime and they're lighting the pyre. So Gwen is standing near the pyre and Scully walks over to her and she's like, you don't belong here. And Scully's like, she's sorry to hear about her brother. And, you know, she's, you know, it's hard when people lose part of their family. And Gwen is like, part of my family. Joe was my whole family. He's all I had. And so she says, like, as a demonstration of sorrow, she's supposed to give away all his possessions. So she hands Scully, like, what looks like a like a bracelet with some feathers on it and some fur. And it's got, like, a giant, like, velociraptor claw almost <laughs> kind of, like, attached to it is what it looks yes, like. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> I could not think of an animal, and I wanted to say that. But, like, that's exactly yeah, what it looks like. like. some old Jurassic Park. <laughs> I guess not that old, only like a year before this. So yeah, some <laughs> Jurassic Park leftovers. And she's like, oh, you, I can't. And she's like, it's no big deal. My brother had more possessions than he had friends. And like, you didn't apparently have a lot of possessions if that's the only thing she has to give away. But so, and then Sheriff Tuscany arrives and Mulder kind of like given like the, like the, hey, we're cool nod to Ish a little while ago because Ish was standing off the side. And then Mulder walks over to Sheriff Tuscany and he asks, he's like, I read your report and it was really good and very thorough and excellent. And then, but I need to ask you some stuff off the record. What do you think really happened? And the sheriff is like, your explanation is lying on that pyre and you should just accept that and go home. So Mulder tries and he asks him about shapeshifters, but Tuscany's like, nope, not talking about that. Done. Yeah. So he has no interest in it. He's not there to listen to Mulder's weird theories. Yeah. not interested yeah. so then finally i guess this thing is going to start so people gather around the pyre and the guy in the headdress lights it and people kind of they don't really ch- i wrote down chanting but it's more of like a 
they kind of like a, sing like a grief wail like, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And like yeah. beat a drum and others just kind of stand by and watch. And Gwen is there obviously. And Mulder and Scully are kind of off to the side. So Lyle Parker comes riding up on a horse and he's kind of on the street, like behind where they are. And he holds his hat to his chest. And then Gwen kind of like either hears the horse or like, yeah, know. I think she hears the horse. Yeah. And so she turns around and she sees him and she's like, Hey, you get out of here, get out of here. And Lyle's like, I'm just here to pay my respects. But then Gwen basically tells him to screw off and Lyle's like, I wish your brother could be here and like rides off. So he's clearly feeling sorry about this whole thing. Yeah. And I get Gwen's emotion because like, you know, like his father killed her brother and like they're in this land dispute. But like one, he didn't kill her brother and he's obviously like trying to be respectful. But I also like get the fact that like, you know, disrespect i mean she wasn't happy about you know Mulder and scully being there either like this should be like something within the community and now we've got like outsiders coming in and you know this is right. like a very you know special time because her brother's being sent off basically kind of thing but we're gonna get more on that in a little bit because like she's really upset but then later something is said and i'm like what so yeah so no i definitely that. had some questions yeah. <laughs> i had some questions yeah so then we cut back to Two Medicine Ranch and Jim Parker is like out on his porch and he's smoking a cigar. He's got himself probably like a nice little scotch or some bourbon. And then he hears something. And he's like, what was that? So he puts his drink down and he's stepping off the porch to investigate. And then he hears the wind chime rattle and looks over and he sees it. And the wind chime is like made of like stirrups and stuff, which I guess, you know, cowboys. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and so then he's like, oh, that growl I heard obviously was the wind chime. So it's cool. And he turns his back because <laughs> those noises totally sound the same. And when he turns his back, something else growls and then boom, it attacks him. And we get some weird sped up motion attack a little bit, mm -hmm. which I think we might've got in the original scene too. We get the, we get the rubber face again, the mask. And then I have to say, when we get the final scene of like him being like, cause he, like he falls and he's kind of bloody. And then we see him like get dragged back. And then we get this like far away scene. I think it's like of his, like his drink or something on the porch. And in the background, it's him being attacked. It looks like he's being beaten up by a gorilla. Yeah, it kind of does. Like the it's like doing like the arm pound thing on him. It's not like <laughs> clawing at him or biting at him. It's doing like the oh, 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 and just like pounding, pounding, pounding on him. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it does a little, <laughs> little throwback to your mystery scientist. Yeah, it reminds me of thing. werewolf like a, gorilla, a little, yeah, like like a little gorilla suit basically, and yeah, <laughs> just the gorilla's beating the crap out of him. So. So the next morning at the Parker house, Scully, like, there's a body on the porch and there's a sheet over it. So Scully kind of lifts the sheet and then she comes over and tells the sheriff that either Parker was attacked by a large predator or someone wanted it to look that way. So clearly it was either like a mountain lion or someone wants us to think that. Mm. Um, so she wonders if it's retaliation for Joe Good and Snake's death. And the sheriff tells her that Gwen has been missing since the funeral and he's put out an APB on her and Lyle Parker is also missing. 
which this is where I thought, okay, like maybe Lyle and Gwen are having some kind of affair. And that's why she's like extra pissed that his dad killed her brother because maybe they've been having this like thing on the side. And that's why he like showed up to the funeral and was like really sorrowful. I mean, not that you can't be sorrowful otherwise, but that was my theory. So I was like, they've like run off together. Ooh, that would be a good subplot. Even if it wasn't like they were like going to run off together, but like if they actually had a relationship. Yeah, it's also, it would be it's very also kind of tropey. tropey yeah, but it, but but it, it, but is, it but... would it be interesting. Like they've been playing like they're, and then maybe that's why because we do like when Lyle's talking, he's very much of like we're trying to settle this peacefully in court. Like he and, and then again, he's like a very soft spoken dude, and you can tell he has like empathy for what's going on. And so that would be that would be kind of cool if that was going on, and and that could have worked on here even without the whole like oh they were doing something and they're running off, right? They could have still had a relationship in this episode. Yeah, they could have just maybe been off together and that's why they're missing because mm-hmm. maybe we just don't know where they are. So anyway, yeah. that was my theory. But I come up with lots of theories while I'm watching <laughs> and my hopes are dashed. No, that's good. <laughs> I could, but I could totally see that. And yeah. like I said, they could have actually that could have actually been in this episode without changing anything else that happens. Like, it's but true. then it's like, well, then, but then it would be like, well, why is it in there? So, yeah. And, I, and I'd probably be like, why did they even do that? They didn't have to. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm never happy. Anyway, <laughs> so Mulder's walking around the perimeter, and oh my god, Mulder finds some more evidence that no one else finds. <laughs> Admittedly, there's like in this small reservation is pretty much that sheriff only, right? So the fact that Mulder finds evidence, and like there's like a whole like FBI crew looking at this thing. So like, I will grant this one the footprints, like 20 feet from the body, not so much, but this one. So he finds a tuft of fur which like has backing on it. Like it came from like the fabric shop. It's, I don't, <laughs> anyway. It's props then, department, not winning this episode. Sorry no, guys. I'm sure you no. worked really hard. It's, yeah. I mean like a tough thing, like, you know, like when like your cat leaves a little mustache in the carpet or on like on the couch or something, it could have been something big like that, but no, it's got like a backing on it. Like it's a, like a base, like it pulled a chunk of skin off. If maybe, maybe that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Cause then he does find another big piece of skin also. And then Scully's walking around the barn and we see a mountain lion. It's all, we're like, oh my God, Scully's going to get attacked by a mountain lion. But then it turns out, oh, it's in a pen because apparently they've been capturing the animals that go around their property. The Parkers were. And so they've been penning all the animals they capture. We find this out a little bit later. But she's looking around after she gets scared by the mountain lion in a cage. And then she's like, oh, it, naked Lyle is like laying out in the middle of a field. And so, meanwhile, Mulder is talking to Tuscany about the claw in Parker's body because we we cut to Mulder and Tuscany, and Tuscany's like pulling this giant raptor claw out of from under the sheet that the body was in. And so we get another claw. No one ever talks about the giant claws coming out of bodies, <laughs> and I'll I'll have a little bit more about that at the end of this little scene here. But he's like, that doesn't look from any animal I've ever seen. And then Scully walks up with Lyle, who's wrapped in a blanket. I don't know where the blanket came from, but she's like, I'm going to take him to the hospital. He got exposure. He was naked in the field, and I'll question him when he comes back. And they're like, okay. And then Mulder goes back to Tuscany and asks, like, what are you hiding? And Tuscany's like, I thought it was over. I can't tell you what's going on, but I'll take you to someone who can. I'm like, oh, okay, drama. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the skin... I have you I don't know are you are you into werewolves I mean I wouldn't say I'm into werewolves I say I would say that I've read enough books that contain werewolves and I've definitely consumed some werewolf media because I was really never familiar with this aspect of werewolf stuff 
until I read, and then it, and I'm doing some more research, and I found out it's actually kind of a thing. Um, usually when we think about werewolves, because we're, you know, you think about movies, it's always like, oh, the hair's growing out of the body and you're transforming. But there's a whole sub part of werewolves where the wolf lives inside the body and it comes out, which is what this one is about, right? Because it's coming through the skin. Mm-hmm. And where I first learned about that was in an actual Hellboy comic called The Wolves St. August. And there's a really cool scene in that comic where the person who's a werewolf, he starts like getting bigger and his skin is stretching. And then he takes this big claw and he just like slits the center of the body. And then like the wolf comes out. It's pretty cool. So, Oh, wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. See, I've consumed some werewolf media, but like, that's not something that I'm familiar with. So like, I think the skin thing threw me off in this episode because like, obviously I've seen this episode before, but it's been a really long time and I was like, what is happening? But that's cool that it's kind of a thing because like, I guess if you're into that, you would know immediately like that's what that is. It is weird though, because like the skin looks like snake skin. We both talk about how it's like snake skin. And again, I'm kind of wondering because the dude's name is Good and Snake. That's why they decided (laughs) to go it. Because like in like American culture, like that aspect of the werewolf isn't something a lot of people know, right? That's more of like like a subsection of it, the more like European style werewolf kind of stuff. Because most like, you know, US culture in general would be like, oh, Lon Chaney Jr. and you know. American Wolf in London and that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I mean, there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of that in world American Wolf in London, but I think mainly American Wolf in London. It's been a while since I've seen that, but I do think that's like, you definitely get the really cool extended like transformation scenes, the Rick Baker special effects, but it's still more like he's transforming and like the hair is growing on his body and his, and his body right. distorting. It's not like the wolf is ripping out of his skin. Right. Which is what's happening. Which is weird and sounds incredibly painful. Yeah. So it would be, I would imagine. So, yeah. And then getting back to that claw. So we've talked about the claw is huge. It's it is. Basically a, it's a, basically a velociraptor claw. But like, if you like left that in a body you attack, that'd be like leaving like an entire fingernail in someone or something. And like a claw that huge isn't just going to pop off like some lizard tail and grow back. So let's like figure out how animals work. Cause like no one just like leaves. Like if your cat was jumping on the couch and just left, like it's like declawed itself basically is what's happening here. Yeah. Like it lost the entire claw. It's not like, Oh, it's the tip of a claw yeah. or like, it's like the, you know, the shedding of a claw cause your claws are growing. It's, it's the entire claw. I mean, I can see that my cats have torn like their, their whole like little claw thing. And like when they've like, gotten stuck on something or something and that you know which the point where it's bleeding and i had to like call the vet and be like oh my god what do i do so it's happened but it's i I feel like you have to really be going hard to like yeah and if your claw is that huge i'm gonna guess it's attached pretty well yeah yeah anyway so so anyway we get to the hospital and lyle is lying in the hospital bed and he's like he doesn't really remember much after he got like shooed away from the funeral he went and got some bourbon and then he says the rest is fuzzy and then he's like sometimes i get drunk and go over to where my dad keeps stray animals who wander onto the ranch and just kind of like watches the animals in the cages which sounds kind of depressing to be honest well i mean it would would have been a depressing thing he was not feeling good true true and then scully is like did you speak to your father when you got home last night and lyle's like you know, I have an image of him on the porch, but I don't remember us talking, which, you know, hint, hint. Mm -hmm. And Scully, unfortunately, has to break the news that his father has died. And Lyle's like, is it my fault 
they go into the funeral, anger the tribe, and then they killed him in retaliation. And then he's like, I couldn't live with that if that was what happened, and then starts crying. So he's obviously a really emotional guy, which I think is kind of nice, to be honest, because I kind of yeah. like that contrast. Like, usually in these kinds of things, the dudes are all gruff or whatever. So it's kind of nice to see a guy who's he's got a heart. And also, this is just apropos of nothing, but I just think Scully looks really pretty in this episode. <laughs> like, she just looks, in this scene especially, she just looks really pretty. I'm like, she looks pretty. They so. definitely have got her ruddied up in this episode. Yeah. She's really got, like, the rosiness going on and, like, the cheeks and everything. Yeah, she just looks good. I have to say, though, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew. It's been a few episodes, but I knew we were going to get a... I recently lost my father too in this episode. I thought she was going to say it to Gwen, which would have been like, Oh God, Scully, what are you doing? Right. But she says it here, which thankfully is better, I guess, but still not great. But I knew, I just, I knew that was going to happen. I don't episode. know. I think it's kind of nice. Cause like when you're talking about grief and stuff, it's such a weird deep heart. You know, it's awful. And like, I think it's kind of nice when people are like, Oh yeah. I mean, it does suck when you've just lost somebody and everyone's like, Oh yeah, I lost my like turtle or something. And you're like, no, yeah. don't do that. But like, I think it's just her trying to empathize and she obviously lost her father pretty recently. So she's still probably deep in that a little bit. And yeah, I wonder too, if one reason why I got that vibe so bad is because I mean, we record ahead of time. And so as we record this, the episode that just actually aired was actually beyond the sea. I know, yeah. So that's kind of fresh in my head. Yeah, I just listened to it again. So. Yeah, and so I wonder if that's why, because I mean, it's been like six episodes. That was episode 13, <laughs> and this is episode 19. Right. So in the in the show, it's been a while. But yeah, I just felt really like, oh, she's going to mention that she lost her dad. I knew it. Yeah. So Well, yeah. he lost his dad. She lost her dad. That's a lot better than saying to Gwen, oh, yeah, I lost my dad. Because that losing a brother is super different. Well, and also Gwen <laughs> was like, you do not belong here. Right. And I sort of to throw that in there as well no she like, doesn't want to hear that and she doesn't care yeah. so yeah yeah i think it's a little better with with lyle i think it works better that especially way especially because especially because i'm guessing that gwen has also lost her dad and her mom because right. like all she has is her brother right so so yeah. she knows and sibling yeah. grief is just weird and it's something that doesn't get talked about a lot but it's like it's super hard and so like it's a totally different thing like losing your parents sucks i lost my dad so i know i know that sucks but but you've also i've also lost a brother so i can tell you that as far as suckage goes i would say losing the brother sucks more and and it's a different kind of feeling because you kind of expect to lose your parents someday you don't really expect to lose this person who's basically been around for as long as you remember so it's a little bit different i mean your dad has two but anyway it's a different thing so anyway we won't get too far into that because that's super depressing So Tuscany takes Mulder to Ish's cabin because apparently Tuscany doesn't want to admit to believing in stuff, but he can let someone else do it. And Ish tells Mulder about how Watkins, this is the guy who back in 19, whatever it was, the first exile, 46, the guy who was shot was Robert Watkins. And so I didn't mention that earlier, but that's this guy. So Ish is telling him about how when Watkins was attacked by an animal, he was like alone in the woods and he thought it was just like a normal animal attack. And then the murders began and the tribe realized Watkins had been attacked by a manitou, which is the spirit of a beast. And it causes the victim of the attack to become a beast. Mm-hmm. And the manitou, this is according to the X-Files, by the way, we'll get into this. Yeah. We'll, get into this, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait for the end of the episode to get into so it. But yeah. in, this, in this legend, the manitou transforms at night 
Uh, and it's not triggered by the full moon like we may know of a werewolf. It's more just like nighttime makes it come out. And then the next day, the man returns to himself completely unaware of what happened. And so then the cycle continues because the person's like blacked out when it's happening, doesn't know, and then obviously is attacking other people, which is spreading it. And when Ish was 16, he was actually near Watkins' house and he heard a groan and looked in the window and he saw Watkins covered in like sweat and blood and then his skin ripped open and his hands turned to claws and then Watkins saw him and like begged him to kill him. And Ish says like, I didn't have my gun and I was terrified so I just ran. And Mulder's like, oh, like he mentions that after that, that's when Watkins was killed by the police. And Ish says that this kind of thing runs in bloodlines and that the man had a son. And so then the sheriff's like, oh, well, if it runs in bloodlines, Gwen might have killed Parker. Yeah, because apparently, because that's where we're getting like the, because like he, they killed him. And so he's like, well, then that would have, that would have ended the murders. But then it started back up eight years later. Right. And that's where I like, got, oh, it runs in blood lines and Watkins had a son. And so it runs in the blood, which I'm guessing he had the son after he'd become a werewolf. I would assume how would it, so. How would it get in your blood otherwise? I don't know. Yeah. And it happened eight years later. So yeah. Anyway, timing may be an issue here, but um, yeah, I do have to say, so one, like this is, this is who, the sheriff was going to take him to when he was all dramatic like i can't tell you but i'll take you to someone who can't like dude you saw Mulder talking to this guy you it's not like Mulder doesn't know him like it sounds like we're gonna get some new character that never showed up and it's like do we have to be so dramatic about like i'll take you to someone who can whatever i know um, <laughs> and then the whole like oh well if it runs in blood gwen might have killed parker no how about maybe like someone who was attacked by the creature like what happened in the story you were just told <laughs> like Watkins was attacked by an animal and became a monster and like someone else has recently been attacked by the same animal and they might be the killer uh, okay you gotta whatever. have the red herring you gotta have the red herring I guess I did like the uh the, the part about the not by full moon and it's kind of more of like you get it's like a buildup of uncontrollable emotions and then it just comes out at night so it's like it's not like a regular cycle it's just kind of like as things build up within you, then it comes out. And again, the wolf is within because we get the thing about the skin ripping open and the wolf comes out. Right. That kind of stuff. So I thought that was nice. I, I like the, like tearing it away from the, the full moon action. So, and that it being like an emotional kind of thing. Like when you, like if you have a lot of struggle inside of you, just from regular life, that's what brings the beast out. Right. I thought, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. It's a cool idea. Yeah. So then they 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 finish this little discussion, and then they hear something outside. So they all rush outside, and Gwen is trying to steal Ish's pickup, and she starts to drive away, but like she's having trouble. I think she has to like back back out or something like that. So at that point, like the sheriff grabs her and pulls her out. And she's like, I don't. And she's like, I saw it kill Parker. Like she apparently after the funeral, she went over to their place, and she was gonna mess up the kid. Which I'm like, what are you doing? What? Anyway. Mess but then up, she's... make out with. I mean, who knows? Well, I know. But yeah. But, but <laughs> no. she said like, no, I, I, know. I, I went to go mess up the kid. No, she definitely implies like, she went to beat up Lyle. It doesn't... Yeah, and it's like, dude, what did Lyle do? Like, come on. It's like, oh my God. She got some. Yeah. But then she saw the animal attack Jim Parker and she was terrified. So she ran and she hid and she was going to like run away and get away. Cause like her brother's gone and whatever. So they take her inside. But like the whole, like I was just going to go beat the crap out of the kid. <laughs> because he showed up at my brother's funeral and like was 
showing like some empathy and like respect. And again, I get the fact that like you don't want him there because of you know what's going on with like your family and the land and all that kind of stuff. But like you know, they're like going beat up the poor guy like what did he do oh my god well, that and like it's also just such a like the woman of color has anger issues like come on like she's allowed to be angry because her brother's dead and there's a lot of anger there he was shot by some white guy who was in a land dispute with them be furious but like don't go beat up this like why i think it would have yeah. been better if they were having an affair and she was there to like hook up maybe like oh. hate sex they could have hate sex i'm just saying maybe that would be better anyway yeah. or just or just even just like comfort right because like you know like she they had to play the like hey get out of here kind of action because they were there and then it's like but now i need like my brother's gone i need i need i need to like share this grief with someone and who i'm gonna, I'm gonna share it with the person i care for right and that would be lyle you see so, yeah. so that would have been so better. again that would that would work it could totally work it'd be better than like i'm gonna go beat the crap out of the guy <laughs> just because he like came and tried to show respect because he felt bad about my brother dying again yeah. i get it i get the anger but right oh, i mean man, she's allowed you... but she's but, dang yeah don't beat man. people up that doesn't solve anything kids it doesn't yeah so they anything. take her inside and Mulder calls the hospital because he's trying to find scully he's like hi <laughs> i was told i could reach agent scully here and the doctor's like, oh, she just left. She's taking him back to the ranch. And he's like, oh, okay, so I can call the ranch and talk to her. Like, just having a conversation about how they can contact Scully. And then he's like, yeah, you sure can. And he's like, oh, but by the way, there's something you should know. I just got the, uh, this is, oh, this is like the teeth. I can't do this. Okay. <laughs> I got the blood work back and I found something unsettling. There were traces of Jim Parker's blood in Lyle's blood work that could only get there by ingestion. What kind of blood work does that? I don't know anyway. So Mulder's like, oh my God, that means that. And so Mulder, obviously, like his eyes get like super big, mm-hmm. like really like bad acting, but maybe it's bad direction. I don't know. And then we see like Scully and Lyle driving and Lyle's like kind of like asleep in the car. because She's driving him home. But yeah, like what, what kind of blood work knows what's in your stomach? Like if I went to the doctor and got blood work done, they'd be like, oh, you had some hamburger. You had like, what? I mean, there is blood work that you have to fast for because it can mess up the results. But yeah. And like, what's funny is I remember I was listening to Sawbones recently and they were talking about how like, they don't even check your blood type when they do regular blood work. Like they only check that if it's specifically requested. So I don't know how they would, I mean, I'm sure there, I'm not a doctor. I don't, I'm not a hematologist, but I would guess there are ways to tell that there's. Well, and also they found, they found traces of blood, of Jim Parker's blood type. So, I mean, yeah, father and son could have different blood types, but like, just cause you found a different type of blood, does that mean it's Jim Parker's blood? Like, did you run DNA sequence on it? Like, Yeah, I don't... it's weird. And it's funny too, how he like says it because they're just like, it's like, oh yeah, we released him. By the way, I just got this yeah. blood work back. But, just, I, but I just can't get the fact of like, we did, we, we took some of his blood and we ran tests on it and we found his dad's blood in that blood, but that blood could only get there if he ate his dad's blood. Like, that's not how blood works when you eat yeah i don't i don't know i don't i don't have did he eat it with giant teeth did that make the difference i don't know yeah So anyway, Scully's unaware of all this, obviously. Mulder knows what's going on now. Scully doesn't. And so she gets Lyle home, and she tries to turn on the light, and the power's out. And Lyle's like, oh, yeah, that happens all the time out here. 
I'll go fire up the generator. But then he kind of stumbles and he has like stomach pain or something. Yeah, he feels like he's going to throw up. So she's like, I need help go to the bathroom. Yeah, so she helps him into the bathroom. And so Mulder is trying to call and Tuscany's driving him towards Parker's house. But obviously like his cell phone isn't getting a signal out there. And Lyle's in the bathroom struggling and Scully's kind of outside the door. And she's like, look, we should take you back to the hospital. Clearly, you probably shouldn't have been released. And he's like, no, no, it's okay. But then like in the bathroom, he's like transforming. And this is where we kind of see like fur burst through his skin like mm-hmm. and like his teeth elongate. And Scully can tell something's going on. So she like tries to get the bathroom door open. And then Lyle like bursts through the door. Yeah. So she's like, she's like, we need to, are you okay in there? We need to do, you know, and he's like, no, I'm fine. She's like, no, we should, t- I should take it back to the hospital. He's like, no, I'm fine. And he starts knocking stuff over and he starts screaming and then he starts howling like a wolf and growling. <laughs> and she's like, just calmly like unscrewing the screws on the doorknob to get in Like the whole time he's in there, like turning to a werewolf and she's like no reaction. And then suddenly like this big hairy arm, burst through the door and she's like oh like you didn't hear him in there like like you could hear him when he said no i don't want to go to the hospital but you can't hear him and then it'll be like ah i mean maybe she thinks he's just having like really bad stomach problems yeah i don't know <laughs> he's just unscrewing screw in the door oh my god this the writing in this is not good anyway so Mulder and Tuscany arrive at the Parker house and like they can't find anybody and like Mulder sees like the, the one of the walls because it's like a, it's like a wood cabinet kind of I mean it's fancy but it's like a, you know everything's all wood and so like in the, one of the walls there's like these huge scratches and he's like Scully Scully because he can't find her he <laughs> finds like a flashlight on the ground abandoned and like you know there's no sign of anybody and Tuscany's walking around the perimeter, and then like he rawr, something gets him, and he's like, ah, but it was the mountain lion in the cage. And we cut back in the house, and Mulder's in the kitchen. And he hears a growl, and he sees a big furry thing run by, so he shoots at it. Um, probably misses, I don't know. And then he goes up the stairs to get it, and he hears something. It blows the head off this stuffed bear, like this taxidermy bear, just like totally blows the top of this bear's head off. And then he's in it, and then Scully like pops out of a closet or something and scares the crap out of him. And it's like, oh, shh, shh, shh. something jumped me downstairs and I lost my gun. Okay. I don't know how she lost her gun. But so then they're like walking around with a flashlight, it's gun out, and they're walking down, they go into this room, and then this big wolf like creature jumps out of the shadows, and Mulder pulls his gun, and we hear a gunshot but I'm pretty sure it's actually Tuscany who shot him because then we cut and Tuscany standing in the door with a shotgun. So I think actually he shot it like okay. him and he shot it. And then he's like, are you guys all right? And they're like, yeah. And then they flash the light down and there's Lyle naked and dead laying on the floor. And she's like, but that, but he was in the bathroom and he was sick. And then this mountain lion jumped out of the bathroom and scared me. And they're like, <laughs> that wasn't a mountain lion. I saw it. It was just in the pit. And she's like, but it's got this look on her face of total bewilderment. And I was like, Scully, come on. Come on. <laughs> she does not want to believe. <laughs> no, I don't know how she lost her gun though. Cause she didn't have her gun out when it like. I Maybe she understand. tried to pull it out and then like fumbled when he like attacked her or something. I guess. I mean, I don't even know why it matters that she doesn't have her gun. Because not like that's a part of her being in danger. Like Mulder's got his. She could definitely have hers out too. I don't even know why that's in the script. But yeah. 
I don't know. Me neither. That's why I said I don't know. Yeah, I don't have any idea either. So I have no insight. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in here that I have no idea why it's in yeah. here. Oh my god. So the next day, Sheriff Tuscany tells him that Gwen left last night. Um, so she's gone, and they basically thank the sheriff and head back to their car. And then Ish is standing like on his porch. And he sees them leaving. And so then to Mulder, he's like, hey, see you in about eight years. And Mulder says, I hope not. And they kind of share like a, a look. And then Mulder and Scully get in their car and drive away. Yeah, we neglected to mention how like Mulder and Ish kind of bond a little bit. Yeah. About how, like, like you're different. Like you, I can tell that you like you want to believe. And also you have a does he, does he actually say an Indian name? I forget. He says something like that, but yeah. Because it's Fox. And he's like, you should be running Fox or sneaky Fox. And Mulder's like, as long as it's not spooky Fox. Yeah. But but yeah, they got a little bond going because he realizes that Mulder is kind of like, hey, you're open to our beliefs and you're not, you're not like all those other white dudes. And he actually says, he's like, you're more open to our beliefs than some of us. And he's looking at Sheriff Tuscany. Kind of gives him (laughs) like, hmm. So yeah. Yeah. They definitely had a little connection going on. Yeah. Which would be nice if like, then Mulder would follow up on this and they would like get together sometimes and like, yeah, like in maybe them. eight years, right? Because we're in season one and we know <laughs> there's 11 seasons. So yeah, you never know. Season eight, we could end up back. Maybe we do. I don't think so. But. Anyway, yeah, this episode. So there is not really a Trago tribe, which is probably good. Yeah. There is a Trago, Montana, and obviously there are several indigenous tribes that have inhabited and still inhabit that area. I do think it's probably better. Like, I'm not saying either one is great, but I think in terms of, like, assigning these fictional indigenous traditions and beliefs and, like, it's probably better to do that to a fictional tribe than try to, like, ascribe these things to, like, a real tribe. Yeah, the only downside of that is they didn't actually take a fictional belief. Yeah, well, I mean, well, yes, that is Well, they took the name of a non-fictional. Well, but they also just made, like, a lot, like I said earlier, it's like a smorgasbord of stuff you would see, like, in 90s movies about native tribes instead it seems to be based more on that than like probably actual indigenous beliefs in the first place yeah it's a little bit of that like africa when like africa is like many countries and many different peoples but people are just like africa right and it's varied and different they tend to treat native americans indigenous people like that as well it's like oh you're all the same right and this episode kind of does that Manitou is apparently like a life force and it's in the legends of the Algonquin tribes. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's kind of a life force thing. It's not really a monster or a beast. And also, I don't know. So it basically like the Jersey devil, they took the name of a thing and then made something that bears like no resemblance to the actual legendary thing. Yeah. Cause like from what I read about it, it sounds almost like, almost kind of like, like, like chi, yeah that kind of thing like it's like it's like the life force that like inhabits everything yeah sort of thing in the world so it's kind of like that and it's only certain tribes in the like so it's not even like you know obviously as we said indigenous peoples are not a monolith Mm -hmm. and but it's just kind of they picked like a random word they're like oh that's like a spirit thing we can make that a werewolf yeah i'm gonna this this is where i'm gonna be generous with the writing and i'm wondering if because I had to look it up because I wonder if they were thinking like they, they, like they saw this, like when they were doing research. Right. So, and again, like this research part, like we have, we have a writer here. And it's, again, we talked about how it's our first female writer, which is 
makes me feel bad because this episode is not well written. And I'm like, yeah, we, we finally have like a non-white dude writing. We got a woman. And then it's not a very good episode. So it's like, oh man, come on. But apparently Morgan and Wong did some research ahead of time about this episode. And they're the ones who grabbed the the Manitou okay. thing. And so I'm gonna actually going to blame Morgan on this <laughs> and say that he just dragged Wong through the dirt with him. But I'm wondering if possibly they heard that word, right? And then like in the back of their head, like, oh yeah, there's that mythical like monster beast, the Manitou, when they actually were maybe thinking of the Manicor. Maybe. Like the, I mean, that's Persian, but it's like, oh, it sounds like something I remember from mythology. So it must be the same thing. And they just use that because they were lazy rather than like mischaracterizing like an entire people's belief system. But maybe, uh, or maybe they were just looking for like an indigenous spirit they could like, or some kind of indigenous legend of any kind, which is weird because like Skinwalker exists. And I'm not saying they should have taken that because again, you don't want to. Or they, or even to be closer, they could have like, I mean, especially because like, we're really close to Canada here. Like they could have even like grabbed like some Wendigo stuff maybe and use some of that a little bit. I mean, Wendigos and werewolves are not the same thing, but you know, I mean, they're obviously playing fast and loose with mythology here. So they right. could have done that. That would, that would have been less worse than like taking like someone's like our entire life force is now like this evil being. <laughs> so yeah. 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 It's pretty not great. And then Ish does mention, so Ish mentions Wounded Knee, which we mentioned was the Aglala Lakota. And then he also mentions that he does mention that the Manitou is something with the Algonquin tribes. Algonquins are mainly in like Quebec and Ontario, though. So again, we get into that, like, let's lump all indigenous people together. The The Algonquin language, though is spoken by some peoples who are close to where this story is supposed to take place. It's, it's got a much broader area than the actual Algonquin tribe because linguistics is weird. Yes. So the Algonquin people actually speak Ojibwe, which is a dialect of the larger Algonquin language, which gets confusing. You're like, but you're the Algonquin people. Why is like other, it's a, it's weird because they actually don't speak Algonquin. They speak right. like, a, like a divergence of the language that, is a larger group of languages so it's that it makes weird. sense yeah there's a whole but, bunch of dialects everywhere so i could i could see where maybe like like oh some people speak algonquin here so it must be algonquin people and algonquin people believe in this manito yes and so let's use that like you're just like compounding the like merging everything together kind of action yeah it definitely so. strikes me as like some white people sitting around doing i mean <laughs> doing some very yeah. minimal research yeah. of like some indigenous legends and then you know turning it into this werewolf thing and you know i mean they do have a history of doing this with like jersey devil and other stuff so clearly they just love taking yeah and the jersey thing. devil is even like white people mythology that they screwed up right so, well that's what i mean is they just have a history of taking things and then turning yeah. them into whatever suits their story but it, you know anyway for its appropriation of native culture and racist stereotypes this episode also appears on vulture's 10 most embarrassing x-files episode list which we last discussed on gender, gender bender. bender okay yeah. yeah so um it makes that list for that reason and obviously i mean it's just i would love to hear like some indigenous voices talk about this episode i couldn't find a lot but i'm sure there has to be out there some podcast or youtube video or something so if anyone has that stuff and you want to link it to us i would love to hear someone who has a greater knowledge or is from you know living that experience and what they think of this episode i would say though and and i don't think we got into this on gender bender 
but I also when you're like you know, like 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 you and I like like if we don't understand a culture or like you know something like that or an aspect of someone's lived life, we're like, oh, I want to hear from someone who does that. Like, just someone who is that person isn't necessarily like an expert either. So you no, I know, people, but I would love yeah, to hear like but, someone's you know personal experience because obviously yeah. I'm a white person. I'm sure there's stuff in this episode that might even be more offensive than I could even recognize. And I'm just, to me, it's all kind of, it's a little gross. It's a little weird, but you know, I, I'm sure I'm missing stuff. And so I would just love to hear their breakdown of like their opinions on it, because obviously I like getting perspectives on the X-Files. That's why I do this podcast. I yeah. love listening to hear what no. people think. And I think that would be really fascinating. Yeah. So if anyone has this stuff and you want to link it to us, I would love to just watch it or listen to it and see, or read it if there's an article. So send that our way. Feel free. Yeah. It's it's a little bit like we were excited to finally have like a female writer on yeah. the files, and then this episode is not great, and you're like, oh great, but it's like you know, again, like women aren't a monolith either. Nope. Some of them aren't great writers. Well, who knows some what her original them, script looked like? Who knows? Right. Like, but I mean, like you have you have women who are actually like anti-feminist, right? Oh yes. You talk about the Supreme Court, or so, you you have yeah. the yeah. turfs, which are not yeah. not awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. So just because you are a part of that group doesn't necessarily mean that you're someone who can speak about no, that No, but group. I think someone who so. comes from that culture, like if there was an episode about like Italian culture and like whatever, I feel like, <laughs> you know, I would have a pretty good hand. I'm not Italian. I'm Italian American, but I feel like I would at least have some idea of why maybe some of this stuff is more offensive than just someone who's not from that background. Yeah. And so I think that's just, I think it's interesting to hear what people's experiences are and like, Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that's just going to go over my head because I just don't even know. And so I'm always fascinated to hear, like, I'm sure there's lots of stuff wrong with this episode that I didn't even notice. Yeah, I was, it's it's unfortunate. When I was young, I was really a fan of, this is embarrassing now, I was really a fan of Andrew Jackson. Oh, yeah, he's the worst. Because he was like, you know, like, well, like, some dude was heckling him. So he, like, jumped off and beat the dude with a stick. And I'm like, that's cool like yeah i'm i'm the regular you know, like i'm gonna take care i'm not gonna be like hey don't you know i'm not all formal and whatever but yeah and then like i said like i have cherokee blood in me and he was awful with the cherokee people yeah the and so like i was so it's kind of embarrassing that like for a time in my life i was kind of like this guy is cool and then i learned some stuff and was like oh shit okay no. yeah no, he was so like but I mean, yeah. that's where we're at. Like, I mean, I feel like you don't know stuff till you know it. So you're ignorant. And yeah. Then you learn and learning is magic. Learning is good. Yeah. I yeah. like to learn. And I'm wrong a lot about many, many things. <laughs> As you can tell from this podcast, because I often get stuff wrong and I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. I learn and I'm open to learning. Yeah. I was looking forward to this episode for many reasons. One, because again, we talked about like, oh, we finally actually are going to get like just a not white person. Although, I mean, Wong is Asian, but, I mean, mainly we're getting, like, you know, white males on this episode. It was just episodes. nice to get a woman in there. Like, Yeah. So, but, and then also I am kind of, I, I wouldn't say that I'm, like, super into, but, like, I did at one point do a lot of, like, research on werewolves and, like, read a lot of histories about werewolves and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, it was like, oh, cool, lycanthropy, werewolves, awesome. And, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. One more quick thing. Apparently, there was a deleted scene. I'm not sure if they actually filmed it or if it was just in the script and it got 
and it didn't get filmed. But apparently they were going to have like this humor scene to kind of break the tension where Mulder and Scully are trying to get somewhere and there's like a cow in front of their car. And so Scully keeps shouting insults at it, like ridiculous ones like leather glove, baseball glove, like get out of the way. Um, I don't know yeah. how funny that would actually be. I'd have to. I was going to say, there's probably a reason why that's deleted. Yeah. I think filmed. it was yeah. just, yeah. But apparently that was supposed to happen. Didn't happen in this show. So that's also not Scully's character. No, it's super not her character. Like I was trying to figure yeah. out like that could be why it was funny, but it would have to, it would have to like make sense. And so I, it's hard to think. Of I, a situation. I could see if it was, here's how I think that would be funny is if it wasn't Scully who was doing that, but in real life, they were like filming something and a cow walked in front of the car and Jillian Anderson started being like, hey, leather glove, get out of the, you know, and that kind of thing. That would be funny if it wasn't Scully doing it, but it was just like the person <laughs> doing it, like as an outtake kind of thing. I can see where maybe that would be. Yeah. Humorous. I'm still not sure that it would, but I can see where maybe it would be. But yeah, if it was actually supposed to be the character doing it, like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, what are you going to rate this episode? <sighs> I mean, oh man, okay, so I don't know. <laughs> I I feel like it's sort of on par with Jersey Devil, not just because they took a name that didn't relate to it at all and turned it into a thing for whatever reason. I mean, I like werewolf stories. I feel like as a werewolf story, it mostly works. It's a little cheesy. There are points where it's like, like with the giant teeth or like the weird raptor claw or just like the blood work stuff where you're like... "Mm." The giant tuft of hair with like the backing on it from the fabric shop. It's not super amazingly well done, but you know, I like werewolf stories. Yeah, and then there is the whole like let's just get every stereotype of, you know, indigenous people or native Americans that we can shove them in this one little thing. And like, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was okay. I would probably give it a three like Jersey devil. Like it's not an episode. I really feel like watching again. It's not an episode that I have like warm feelings for. And I agree that Scully and Mulder were kind of a little off in this episode, little wooden, little, you know, little off. Mm-hmm. Maybe just having a bad week. I don't know. But yeah, I think I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Well, I was also going to give it a three. Nice. So I'd already wow. decided, I'd already decided it was going to be a three. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Because I mean, I did, like you mentioned, I mean, aside from all the other stuff, like you mentioned, like, I mean, it's kind of okay. I would say like for a werewolf story, it doesn't have a lot of werewolf in it. But yeah. then again, most of those kind of movies actually don't. Like when you watch a monster movie, there's usually not a lot of monster in the monster movies. It's like that's the part that is hidden. Some some do. Some you get a lot of monster. But in most, that kind of thing, there's not a whole lot of like screen time for monster movies. Yeah. Godzilla doesn't get a lot of screen time in Godzilla movies. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's a three. It kind of reminded me of, I mean, it, it was a lot like Jersey Devil. Where I was like, what are they doing? And also, no thanks. <laughs> Yeah, we both actually gave Jersey Devil a three originally as well. I modified mine. I kind of bumped Jersey Devil up to a four in my adjusted scores that we'll talk about at the end of the season. Yeah, I might have but, to adjust some scores too. But I but feel we like... did we did originally both give Jersey Devil a three also. Yeah, I think I would give this one a four. I think I'm docking it a little because of the the racist stereotypes and just the whole like appropriation of like whatever. Just... 
legends and trying to turn into something else. Like that's a little nah. Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, they already did it, so it's yeah. Late, I mean, I think but... again, it's almost it's almost like what we talked about with like the compounding of like let's just grab you know stuff from different people and lump it all together. This one kind of does it's kind of compounds things that aren't great in a way. It's like the story is kind of uh, and then we've got like the indigenous stuff, which is kind of like. Uh, and then we've got like the Mulder and Scully are kind of off, which is another like, uh, and so it just, yeah. Yeah. I think it would be great if like they had had someone who, you know, I think I would love to see more stories about indigenous legends. I wish they were written by indigenous people who really understood where the, you know, they're coming from and then they can maybe mess with it a little because they have that, you know, the understanding of what it actually is. <laughs> Obviously it didn't happen here. And so, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It's, it exists now. It's, it's out there. It's... Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, though, like to say, uh, cause I'm always going to, I like to beat those dead horses. I mean, it's not to say that it wouldn't be like an indigenous person who'd be like paycheck and just write some crap story that did the same stuff. So. Yeah. But at least I know someone was getting paid. <laughs> Someone who maybe deserves it is getting paid. That's true. Around, at, least, you know, hey. at least because at least yeah, at least they'd be like at least in they're the <laughs> they're in the industry. Yeah. Instead of I mean, if you you know, yeah. you know, so but you know, it is what it is. It's okay. Again, it's not the kind of episode where I'd be excited to rewatch it. I probably wouldn't. If I was gonna do a rewatch again in ten years, I'd probably just like skip it. I'd be like, eh, I don't need to see that again. Maybe. I mean, it wasn't that great, so I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Move on because. The next episode is Darkness Falls. Which I don't remember. Oh, man. Like, you you told so me what excited. it was about a little bit. I don't remember this at all. I'm just excited because it's the first one I have a really strong memory of, like, scaring the crap out of me. Like, yeah. it scared me so bad. And so, like, I'm excited to see how I react to it now that I'm much older and not sitting on the edge of a forest. Yeah. Like I said, I have no... I mean, when I watch it, it may be one of those things where I, like, there's recollections i'm like oh okay, yeah i remember this but like just like you telling me kind of what it was about a little bit just that little hint of what it was about because i was like oh is it about vampires is it about like darkness falls that sounds but you told me what it was kind of about and i was like i don't remember that at all yeah so. it's funny too that i have such a strong like i remembered yeah we'll talk about that later but yeah i definitely remembered some stuff so anyway cool. we'll be discussing that next week darkness falls yay, yay. I Want to Rewatch is hosted by Tori and Nick and recorded at Black Cat Studios. Episode production, editing, and mixing is by Lazy and Productions. Our music is Dark Science by David Hillowitz. And the truth is what we make of it by the agrarians. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can always find us at IWantToRewatch.com. And you should definitely check out our show notes. Every episode we have show notes that include a short summary, our research materials, and how to contact us online. And you can always share this podcast with a friend. If they like the X-Files, we'd love to have them join us. Speaking of which, be sure to join us next time as we rewatch episode 20, Darkness Falls. And try to figure out if, if the, the truth, truth is still out there. there.
so Mulder's like, well, if he can we do an autopsy? Because if he's got am, um, abnormal, if, if he's got abnormalities in his teeth, oh, I need to calm down. If he's got abnormalities <laughs> in his teeth, uh, that's oh man. Okay, so if he's got messed up teeth, <laughs> oh no, this is gonna be what ends you. <laughs> oh, this is my Bigfoot boobs. It okay, is, it is. so. <laughs> All right, so he, if he's got, if he's got, mm. so the Mulder's like, okay, so if he's got messed up teeth, 